It's diet season, and no doubt you're going to get a lot of competing claims about what's healthy for you, the best way to lose weight. The question is, just like the question I get on TikTok, how do you know who to believe? In the world of competing personalities, who do you believe? Today on Fork You, we are going to try and answer that question. Specifically, we're going to answer that question because I've been getting a lot of feedback about the keto and extreme carnivore people. Let's talk about it right now. I'm Dr. Terry Simpson, and this is Fork U, Fork University, where we make sense of the madness, bust myths, and teach you a little bit about food as medicine. In the world of social media, it's not like a professional journal club, something that we do in laboratories and among people and in medical places, or where you present an article to a major organization, or where you write a paper and it's reviewed by your peers. For most people, there are kind of these two approaches. There's the scientific approach, which is my world. We build on current knowledge, we expand that knowledge, and we get ready to throw things out that can't be reproduced, or things that are proven simply not to work. But the opposite science is belief-based thinking. This is where you already start with a preconceived notion and cherry-pick the information that confirms your belief. Kind of sounds like political things, doesn't it? So let me get you an example. I will come on TikTok and I will cite a paper that says, fiber is good for you. And then other people will say, well, this doctor said fiber is not good and it's not essential nutrient. And I'll show the data involving tens of thousands of people. And they'll say, well, I just don't know who to believe because he's a doctor. Oftentimes they are referring to quacks. Quacks. People who are really may have some training but their job is to try and sell you something. Let me give you a list of some of my favorite quacks on social media. There's Paul Berg, a trained chiropractor and Scientologist who doesn't see patients anymore, but makes his living selling supplements. Paul Saldino, he's a medical doctor who did a residency in psychiatry, doesn't see patients, doesn't do hospital work, but makes his living selling supplements. There's Mark Hyman, A person who was trained as a family doctor didn't do very well in that and now makes his living selling supplements and has developed a functional medicine board, whatever that is. And of course, there's plenty of other quacks out there that are trying to sell you supplements. They don't care what science says. And if they cite studies, sometimes they'll even cite them incorrectly because they won't read them. What they offer is not a legitimate scientific debate. Because people often ask, would I debate them? And I would if it's about science. Here's the problem. A lot of these people are very charismatic. They look great, but they ignore science. Let me give you an example. Paul Saldino, also known as Carnivore MD. He will tell you that he hates vegetables. Now, the reason he tells you that sounds very sciencey. He says that vegetables have plant defense chemicals. This is true. And they don't want to be eaten. I'm not sure they have a consciousness about that, but certainly they have defense chemicals against other plants and other things that would eat them like worms and bow weevils and stuff. And he often will list those chemicals. Lectins, 
phythates, oxalates, goitrogens, phytoestrogens, and all of those things in a lab, in chemical studies, can have an impact on human health. But here's the problem. When you eat beans, which have lectins in them, A, you're not going to eat them raw, right? You're just not. B, you're not going to eat them probably in isolation, meaning you're not going to take the bean, isolate out the lectins, and just eat that. You're going to eat this matrix of food. So when you look at the data of human studies, people that are eating beans or eating spinach, how do they fare? Because that's what you're doing. It turns out that vegetables and legumes are good for you. It turns out that in every single human intervention study, when we add more vegetables and fruits and legumes, people do better. But these people will say plants aren't needed, but they will sell you a supplement. Here's the other one I like. They will make up a science claim. They will appeal to the ancient ancestry. They'll say, you know, in the old days, cavemen thrived. And they thrived eating meat. And therefore, you should eat the thing that we evolved to eat, which is meat. Some people on the vegan side will say we evolved to eat vegetables. First of all, let's dispel that notion. The idea that we appeal to ancient ancestry for this evolutionary idea, that's called a biotruth. It is a fallacious argument, a logical fallacy that they use. Let's unpack it. Do we really know what cavemen eat? We sort of do, but we really don't. There aren't any cavemen around. I mean, there's some hunter-gatherer societies, but what they eat is highly suspect. Number two, do we know they were really healthy? No, we really don't know they were real healthy. I mean, everybody dies, and when you look at the fossil record, yeah, we don't know really when they died. Some have good teeth, some have bad teeth. Teeth are the only thing that survive. But we do know this. When you talk to the anthropologists and the paleontologists, we know that these cavemen were eating just about anything they can eat. And when you talk to the scientists that study them, they will say several things. The human brain evolved when we found fire, which unlocked nutrients for us. And our ancient peoples, our ancient great, 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 go back a lot of time, grandfather, grandmother, survived because they could eat anything and would eat anything. And it's not like they just sort of sat around and woolly mammoths came to their caves and died and they ate their ribs. Those would be really hard ribs. I wonder if you could sous vide them. Anyway, they were omnivores. What kind of sauce would you put with a woolly mammoth? Anyway, let's get back. Here's what we do have, however. Instead of appealing to this incorrect argument about what we were evolved to eat or created to eat, because we weren't evolved to eat or created to eat anything, let's look at people that we can look at today. What would happen if we would take a small village that pretty much ate the same things and saw how they did over years and studied them? Because we would know exactly what they ate we can actually do physical examinations on them and see how they are. We can do laboratory examinations and check things like blood cholesterol, inflammatory levels. We could do EKGs on them and we can follow them for death. What would happen if we did that? What would happen if we would take the healthiest people on the planet, those little isolated villages, and look at that? Well, it turns out we have done that. Yeah. The initial study was called the Seven Country Studies which followed these people in small villages, should have been called a village study, for over 50 years. 
We know what they ate. We know how long they lived. We know what they died of. And guess what diet they followed? It wasn't a carnivore diet. They didn't eat much meat. It was more of a Mediterranean diet. And it isn't specific to the food of the Mediterranean because when those studies have been expanded on, they said, wow, these people live. Let's look at all of the foods. And science has looked at over 155 different food groups and examined them in the health of people. We know what's healthy for you, and it's not eating a lot of meat, and it's certainly not eating supplements. And all of those foods are things that have those lectins, goitrogens, phytoestrogens, all of those things these people are claiming are bad for you. It turns out they're not. So as you look to the new year, and you're going to hear these claims about, well, all grains turn into sugars and sugars feed cancers and that's bad and that's what causes obesity. Before you go down the road of isolating out whole fruits and whole grains and vegetables, know that it's actually been studied by real scientists. In the last decade alone, there are over 13,000 papers looking at the Mediterranean and the DASH diet, all of them finding it is the healthiest diet on the planet. I guess you can kind of go down to this. Let's take Mr. Paul Saldino again. He seems like a nice guy. Who would you believe? Me, a physician who actually sees patients, who has done weight loss surgery, or some guy who is 25 years my junior, doesn't wear a shirt, goes into a supermarket, picks up a bunch of kale and yells at it. Oh, by the way, he's a psychiatrist. What do you say about a psychiatrist that goes shirtless and yells at kale in a supermarket? Anyway, you really shouldn't go on that either. You don't go on the personality of the person or their six-pack or eight-pack or whatever they have. Do you know what you go on? You go on what the science says, not what someone thinks or someone believes. But I go about what the science says. So, Avoid shirtless salesmen of supplements and scams, people who will not cite data. If they cite data, maybe read it. Because remember, these people don't change their mind. In science, we'll change our mind. They're trying to sell you their diet, their supplement. My objective is simple. What's the healthiest diet for the people on this planet? That would be the Mediterranean of the DASH diet. It's not very sexy. It's eating more fruits and vegetables and legumes certain amounts, and whole grains, but at some circles it seems controversial. So as you come in the new year, best diet, Mediterranean. I'm Dr. Terry Simpson. Thanks for listening. This episode was written by me, Dr. Terry Simpson, and while I am a doctor, I am not your doctor. If you need to see a doctor for advice, please see a real board-certified doctor, not a functional medicine doctor or an Eastern medicine doctor. It's produced by Simpler Media, the pod god, Mr. Evo Terra, and his assistant, Ali Press. And now that Evo has aged a bit, he too has found that he has to put in a little more Mediterranean food in his diet. All right, Evo, pour the red wine. Oh, man, outing me like that, Doc. Isn't that a HIPAA violation?